So I said, Johnny, what you doing tonight? You looked at me with a face full of fright. And I said, how about a revolution? And he said, right. Revolution, you say, what a great song, LAR of a revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. My name is Al Carl. I'm here as John DeConi uh, likes to call it, Partes de Nunes, which I do believe is French for parts unknown. I don't who knows. I am on assignment today. Actually, Alf is not with me today. Uh, he's been a good boy lately. He uh, He's at home. He's being trusted. Ted is still watching the cats. Um Hopefully, maybe some funny stories from those two when I get back home. <laughs> On the bottom part of our screen below me, our first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John McConney. John, how are things? You ready to start a revolution today? Absolutely, I am. And you, sir, are playing a dangerous game, leaving Alf at home with the kids. But sometimes it's got to be done, I suppose. Well, as the OAR song says, it was a crazy game of poker. Maybe, I don't know, they're, they're betting cats or something. I don't know what Alfred had to do back home. On the top part of the screen right next to me, Mike made his cousin. Just how's everything going, John? Uh, Hanging hanging low, hanging low. Hanging that's what they made. Uh, oh, that's, uh, that's right. I forget, you know what? Central, there you go. That's what I was going to say. And I got to say, James Wheeler, big announcement next week. He will not be here. We'll be playing video games instead. Appreciate it, James. Thanks for being a loyal Hey, fan. he can still listen while we play his video games. He doesn't have to look at our beautiful faces. That's it. Some of us say, you know, a lot of people, if they specifically watch us on Spotify and iHeartRadio, my mother always says I have a face for radio. So we'll, I guess we'll just uh, leave it at that. On today's episode, we have a new United States champion crowned last night on Raw. Eddie Edwards turned his back on Impact, but did Impact turn their back on him first? John Smith proves once again why he's the NXT guru as he hit the the nail right on the head with Ciampa versus Ziggler last week. Gary Mahefi always is with us to discuss NXT UK and the upcoming NXT UK championship match this Thursday. We make our pitch for this week's upcoming shows presented by Minutes to Bell Time. Ryan Joy is here with us, too. Uh, and that's sponsored always by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she'll like it, too. Uh, we're going to main event the show with AEW and Impact. We're going to be picking Revolution, and we're going to be picking Sacrifice. Not in that order. We're going to be picking Sacrifice first. Uh, Revolution is one of the, the big four for uh, for AEW. Can, can we call that with AEW? Big four? Is, there, is that trademarked by WWE? I don't, don't they well, have five? They're going big five now, right? Now that yeah, uh, the money in the bank's going to be going to uh, to the Raiders, uh, Legion Stadium. Uh, here are the Raw roll-up standings going into last week, going into today's episode. Raw with a three-roll-up lead on AEW. Uh, followed shortly by Impact. Uh, AEW's got some ground to make up. Uh, see where we go from there. But we're going to curtain jerk the show with WWE. 
And this Friday night's SmackDown, uh, we had a contract signing. It is now official. It is a championship unification match at WrestleMania. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll start it with this. Uh, so the contract signing. Uh, they both signed. Roman, you know, said uh, we, we all work for him. So the security guards worked for him. They sick the security guards on Lesnar. That didn't work out too well. It never does, uh, specifically with Brock Lesnar. But uh, I guess we'll just do a quick roundtable real quick. John DeConi, championship unification. Your thoughts, your feelings. Stupid. As I've said from the very beginning and why I picked wrong by picking against the idea it makes no sense. It's totally ridiculous. It doesn't need to happen. You don't need to sell a match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and make it bigger than it is. We're going to be missing a lot of viewers next week, I guess, with this uh, <laughs> this game launch. Jay Gates, how's everything going, pal? Yeah, you think they would get better security by now. Um, John Smith, your thoughts on a championship unification match? I feel the complete opposite of what John DeConi feels. I love it. I think that there should be one champion. Uh, you know, the back in the day, the world championship ended up meaning nothing by the end of the of its run with the, in the WWE, and I don't think that that should happen to any world's world level championship and I think it might end up happening eventually to one of these two so I like unifying them I would like them to actually make it one belt you know but I mean is it going to be where you know he's defending it you know the, the the universe on Smackdown and the WWE on Raw and he can lose one but not both like if it's that way I don't like it I, because I, I think that there should just be one champion across the board. And then you could have U.S. on Raw, Intercontinental on SmackDown, and, you know, you'll switch back and forth. You know, we'll, SmackDown gets the, the title feud one month, and then Raw the next. Now, if, I, if I thought that that was the way this was headed, and they were just putting the two titles together and leaving them that way, I would I would be completely in the the same uh, on the same side of the argument as John Smith. I just don't think that that's what's going to happen since they kind of keep two rosters away from each other, and you know USA is not going to put up with the title spending most of its time on Fox and vice versa. And I don't yeah. think they're making Roman show up on both shows every week. So I just think it's going to be uh, you know the titles are going to go away or get you know uh, put together, and then they're going to come up with something new. And you know, have a tournament to crown a new champ on Raw, making the whole unification thing kind of meaningless anyway. Yeah, that's, that's the, the immediate thing that came to my mind was the Undertaker because when they originally did this, they did the roster split except for the champions were allowed to go on both shows. Triple H started that, then eventually became the Undertaker, and he he's the one I kind of put synonymous with that because I remember his legendary feud with the Hardy Boys, fighting both Hardys at the same time, and I think he had that ladder match with Jeff. On Raw, but then he had his big feud, his pay-per-view feud with, he had, I think, Triple H on SmackDown. And then I think he eventually lost to Hogan, um, if I remember. I think so. Correctly. Then Undertaker beat Hogan, and, uh, that was the second time. But it just, yeah, the champ has got to go on both shows. And for one guy, you're going to run him into the ground, making him travel, going all the way around the country, plus house shows now that COVID is uh, getting. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, uh 
James Wheeler might not be unified for very long. If one, uh, if it does unify into one, hopefully it leads to the return of the big gold. Uh, Jay Gates doesn't hate if it's done right. He agrees with John Smith. He hates multiple world champions in the same company. Yeah, I, I, I get that. It's, that's, that's a fair assessment. So, so that, that is going to happen, and it's going to happen. It's going to main event night two at WrestleMania. So uh, going forward with SmackDown, uh, John DeConi, we thought we were going to get Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Happy was in the ring. Uh, and he was the one that called for it. You know, WrestleMania yeah, power he, match. He, he was telling us backstage that he was going to show Drew tonight who the true warrior is and blah, 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 blah. And then they got in the ring and Corbin was kind of like, but my guy Moss here, I think he deserves, you know, after he almost killed him at the pay-per-view, he deserves his rematch. And I, I don't think Moss, you know, Moss seemed a, a bit surprised by that, but he certainly wasn't going to let his buddy down. So he took his place and we got Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. And, you know, two big men put on a nice, you know, physical match back and forth for almost seven and a half minutes. And uh, I think Moss saw his uh, life flash before his eyes when he was up on McIntyre's shoulders again for the Alabama Slam. But his boy Corbin grabbed his hand from the outside and kind of yanked him down off of Drew's shoulders. Eventually, Moss would actually get a little bit of the upper hand on Drew. And then for some reason chose to just start running the ropes. And he ran the ropes back and forth about three times or so, giving Drew enough time to stand up and cut him off with a claymore. Yep. One, two, three. Drew McIntyre gets the victory. Yeah, so that's 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 three wins for Drew McIntyre over Matt Cat Moss. John Smith, as we know, it's tough to beat a guy three times in the same season. Uh, Drew McIntyre once again proves us wrong on that one. Um, Sasha Banks, she returned. Uh, her, she defeated Shotzi after a bank statement. Naomi came out on commentary, and then when the match was over, went into the ring, and they announced the reformation of Team Bad Unity. And they will, uh, they challenged uh, Queen Zelina and uh, Carmella to a match at WrestleMania. That was answered last night. We will get to that. But yeah, Team Bad. They had, uh, it, it was Naomi, and then she was gifted, she had Tamina with her. Then they were gifted then NXT champion Sasha Banks way back when at the start of the women's evolution. And uh, <laughs> Absolutely incredible. They actually had, I don't know if you, uh, anyone remembers this, because I'm sure you don't, because everybody watched WrestleMania 36 once, and then they won't watch it ever again. But in the fatal five-way for the SmackDown Women's Championship, it was Sasha, Naomi, and Tamina in the ring together. They had a stare down. They put their fist in, did a unity real quick, and then they, they went at it. So, yeah, Team Bad back together again. I'm excited. John Smith, uh, we had the rubber match between the New Day and Los Lotharios. Yeah, another uh, solid matchup between these two teams. You know, the Lotharios really can go. They're gonna they're gonna stay for a while. You can tell. Um, you know, the match comes. Uh, New New Day pretty much dominated the whole time, and then some heel tactics by Lotharios to take take advantage here and there. But you know, it ends up with Humberto Carrillo on the ground on the outside with Big E threatening to run him over with a quad. <laughs> so <laughs> that that distracts. Angel Garza, who then gets a raw roll-up attempt by Kofi, rolls through, but then gets you know either kicked in the face or something, and then uh, we get the uh, the midnight hour for the one, two, three, and I guess we can just run people over with quads now. So yeah. good thing Stone Cold's coming back. 
Yeah, I was about to say, Austin, hey, so just, I just, when Lesnar stole that all those years ago, I thought that was hysterical. But yeah, it was John DeConi, that was a pretty good birthday present. It wasn't exactly on the same level as a, an autographed Deanna Perrazzo picture, but I guess a quad, yeah, that'll do. Sure. Uh, Lee made her SmackDown WWE, I guess, in-ring debut. She defeated uh, Natalia after a black mask-like spin kick. So Nia, uh, Lee is off and running. Uh, going into next week, we got this look at SmackDown booking three matches for us to pick. How about that? We got some fun with SmackDown. Here we go. Uh, Sami Zayn had an in-ring celebration. Celebration, bitches. Um, on being able to overcome any conspiracy against him because he regained the Intercontinental Championship. It was interrupted by Johnny Knoxville since Sammy interrupted Johnny's celebration of the Jackass premiere. Johnny wants a shot at the champ. Sammy then cheap shot at Johnny. Then Huluva kicked him twice. And that second one, that is... Johnny's going to take some bumps. Like when they officially book this for WrestleMania, Johnny's going to take some bumps, and it's going—it's going to be cringe. It's almost like uh, WrestleMania is fresh on the brain. Now all these memories are coming back. Butterbean and Bart Gunn <laughs> from WrestleMania 15, where Butterbean made Bart Gunn look like a bobblehead. Uh, John, Johnny Knoxville is a welcome celebrity for these matches, just because. Yeah you know he's going to give us something that we can remember. It's not going to be some bad bunny BS, you know? Yeah. Some people say that uh, bad bunny gave us something to remember. He, he, yeah, he, did, he did all right. I mean, he was no Steve Amell or Pat McAfee. But nah, few people are. Uh, John, uh, Sammy backstage, uh, speaking of stepping up, uh, Sammy in his rant during a celebration said he wants to be a fighting champion. Here comes Ricochet. Ricochet stepped up, and uh, uh, Postman Pierce was right there. And he made the match for this Friday. Sami Zayn's first Intercontinental Championship defense in this reign. Uh, John Smith, who do you got in this? Um, give me give me Ricochet by like DQ or something like that, or count out. I, I see a honky tonk man type reign coming from Sami Zayn on this one. Those are the best types of reigns, John Connie. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, uh, although I'm very intrigued by that idea by John Smith, uh, give me Ricochet actually taking the title here because I- I'm I'm very, very worried if we make it to WrestleMania with Sammy having the Intercontinental title and then facing Johnny Knoxville. Like, I just, I don't want to see <laughs> that because I'll be holding my breath the entire match. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's all funning it's all fun and games until David Arquette's world champion, right? Like it's all like <laughs> Uh yeah, it's I, I you hear the rumors. I saw some kind of article that uh Ricochet is listed on the depth chart. He, you know, I, I thought I was the one that made that for those. Uh, he's number two babyface on the WWE depth chart. Um behind Drew McIntyre. Uh yeah, it's I, I like where that's headed. I just I just think maybe I don't know the plan's already set in stone for Sammy and Knoxville. I guess maybe for that, maybe it doesn't have to be for the title. I guess he had to get the title off Nakamura because of an injury, right? He was hurt anyway. I don't think he's so uh I'll I'll just yeah, let's go ricochet. Screw it. We already saw one title change this week. Why not see another one? Screw it, why not? Uh real quick, uh James Wheeler, uh real quick, guys, your thoughts on Cesaro, John Smith. Uh, I think it's time for him to move on. He's, he's done all he can do. You know, he, he's very limited on the mic, which is why he never ended up at the very top. You know, he's got all the talent in the world. 
And, you know, that's the recipe to do well in AEW. So go go over there. John McCarney, if he goes to AEW, he might get cursed by some guy, though, some lunatic running around with face paint. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm sure he probably will eventually wind up in AEW, but I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, do a spell in NWA. You know, wouldn't mind watch, uh, seeing the old 10 pounds of gold around his waist if he could take it off Cardona. Yeah, that'd be a fun match. That would be good. Uh, but instead, Ring of Honor starting. I mean, they say you can throw back. I mean, I know they're uh, uh, contracting wrestlers and whatnot, but they have a show, uh, WrestleMania weekend as well. Cesaro can definitely show up for that to do something. I think that was 30. He doesn't have a 30 day no compete, right? Because the contract expired. So, yeah, flat out expired. All right. Uh, there was a backstage interview with the Usos. They got jumped by the Viking Raiders. Uh, as a receipt for what the Usos did to them at the chamber. So, the match that was supposed to happen at the Elimination Chamber. Will now happen this Friday. Two championship matches. This one for the SmackDown titles. John DeConti. Uh, I think the Usos find a way to escape with these titles here uh, and, and uh, retain. Yeah, exactly. Josh Smith. Uh, yeah, give me the Usos on this one, but I don't think this is over. I think this is the match we get at WrestleMania. I hope so, but I want the New Day in this too. I don't want the New Day getting left behind here. And like I said, I don't even care if it's New Day and Usos for the millionth time. I, I just don't care. Like, yeah, I, really. I think both tag matches are going to be uh, multi-unit extravaganzas. Word. And then Ronda Rousey did an in-ring interview. Four months she came back after her pregnancy. We finally have the answer that we've been looking for. The bar has been set, ladies. Uh, Lacey Evans, where are you? I guess is my next mm -hmm. video. Where's, where's Candace? Candace has got three months left, right? Before uh, she can get back in the ring. The bar <laughs> has been set. Thank you, Rhonda, for answering that question. We asked, it was episode one of the Essential Wrestling Podcast <laughs> with Becky Lynch and if she was going to come back for the Rumble and this, that, because that was uh, that's when, right when she uh, announced her pregnancy. So, thank you. Uh, finally, uh, we have the bar. Okay, fact check. Ryan Joy, I know he's backstage. Ryan Joy, listen up. Another fact check for you. What was the last time Charlotte Flair tapped? Because apparently they're saying she never did, I think, from what I uh, got out of this. Half a quadrennial, I believe, Ronda Rousey was the phrase that's used. I'm not even sure what that means. Uh, shows you, I guess, my uh, education level. That um, She was eventually interrupted by Charlotte, then backjumped by Sonya Deville. Now, I don't understand why Sonya Deville is helping Charlotte after Charlotte left Sonya high and dry at the Elimination Chamber. Uh, but I digress. Uh, Rhonda Rousey, Sonia Deville. I spy a Jersey girl here, boys. John Smith. This is one I, I've kind of looked forward to just because of Sonia's MMA background. So I, I think this is probably this is this is this is gonna be fun. I, I hope. I don't think it will be. I think it's gonna be a good old fashioned squash. Put it at a, the over under a minute. I'll go under. Wow. John Connie, you're gonna give our Jersey girl a little more love than that. I'm not you know, I, here, but give her a minute. It's gonna probably gonna mean about the show. I think this is just this is bad timing because this yeah. this should be a nice lengthy feud once Sonya is really back in the ring full time and enough with the pantsuits and all that crap. Once she's back to being an actual wrestler, this would be a very compelling long term feud. 
And the fact that they're doing it now, I think, probably lends itself to the fact that Smith's probably right. It's probably a quickie or is a DQ or Charlotte gets involved or some kind of crap happens. I don't think we're going to get any satisfaction about actually seeing these two MMA-based superstars go at it. I think that's uh, maybe this is like a test for that because you can stretch this to money in the bank. That's the big show next, at, as we just mentioned, at Allegiant um, where the Raiders play. So the Roomba. I, it, maybe this is just, you know, just a little – Teaser to, to what we get to, I think it's July 4th weekend, right? It's the Money in the Bank. So uh, we shall see. So fun SmackDown planned uh, for us. But about last night, uh, we had a little history, boys. John DeCani, uh a week prior, a week ago, uh, Damien Priest looking for stiffer competition. It's WrestleMania season. He wants championship world title caliber challengers. Finn Balor queued up right then and there, says, you want it, you got it, and Priest got it. Yeah, and away we go for the U.S. title. Uh, you know, these two went back and forth for about 11 minutes. Balor wormed his way out of the reckoning and would hit the shotgun drop kick, followed up with the coup de grace. So, hold on, just real quick. A half a quadrennial is what? Is that 18 months ago? Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know who put that word in Ronda's ear, but okay. Uh, so, yeah, so we have ourselves a new United States champion, but, uh, you know, uh, as usually is the case on Raw and SmackDown, it wasn't even so much about the match as it was about the afterwards, uh, where yeah. uh, where Priest would basically tell Finn, the, you know, the fans carried you to that match. They were behind you. You rode the wave with them. They won, you know, they took you to victory. And they were never behind, you know, they were never behind Damian Priest throughout his entire run. So basically this was all about getting uh Damian Priest a heel turn. So congratulations, Finn. I hope you're not a you know transitional champion. I think you, you should have a good run as a US champ, but it looks like Damian Priest might be edging his way further up the guard. Yeah, I was actually the funny. Thing, uh, I had the bump on in the background. Uh, I forget why I had the WWE. Network. I don't think I, I think uh, the the Good Morning Football was on vacation all week, so I just I, I put on the net. Cesaro, uh, not Cesaro. Uh, Priest actually brought up their takeover. I forgot they fought at Takeover in your house. I think uh, recent memory that was Priest's last match in NXT. Oh wow! So he, he brought that up. That was fun. But uh, here we go, boys. Put on your predictive hats. Finn Balor is now the 99th ever united states champion the next new crown champion first timer will be 100 this is that omos written all over it is he, is he going to be the answer to the trivia question any other predictions who's going to be number 100 austin theory austin theory that'd be a good one there you go that was gonna be my that's right they still have the theory was the one that put him out like did they even resolve that yet no not really all right, forgot about that. Speaking Wait, of WrestleMania, I guess I've been saying that transition a lot. If I don't think, if I can't think of it, it's like in my head. Speaking of WrestleMania, it works uh, on so many levels. It does. It does. I can't wait to do that when we're talking about Revolution. Speaking of WrestleMania, uh, <laughs> Edge's WrestleMania challenge was accepted by AJ Styles. Edge wants the Bulldog AJ, the Georgia Bulldog. You get the reference, the Georgia Bulldog. Anyone get? Everybody get that last night? Okay. No, not Omas's bitch. So to get that out of AJ, he beat the holy hell out of him using the concerto as an exclamation point. So book that one for WrestleMania. Zelina Vega and Carmella 
Uh, although I guess they began talking about all the sex talk on their new YouTube show, Corey and Carmella. Uh, they accepted Team Bad's challenge at WrestleMania, so that should be fun. Unity! Sasha trying to get off the schneid on that one, so hopefully uh, she gets a win there. Uh, the Mysterios did an in-ring promo, John the Connie. Uh, they're done with all the Miz's shenanigans, called Miz a Hollywood mega dumbass. <laughs> prompted the Miz to come out and list all of his compliments, all of his accomplishments, which are 100% Hall of Fame credentials. <laughs> and he would also refer to the Mysterios as the same old crap that the people are tired with, tired of, uh, whereas he and Logan Paul are global superstars. They are what the fans clearly want. All right, whatever. This would lead to Miz hanging out around uh, the commentary table as we move on to the Mysterios versus the Hurt Business, Cedric and Sheldon. And uh, Miz, <laughs> Miz would uh, interfere. He'd uh, hook a leg, I think, from the outside, trip Dom up, which led to Ray chasing Miz up into the crowd and allowed Shelton, uh, as Dom was kind of watching Dad chase Miz into you know up the stairs, Shelton would hit a roll-up on Dom with a handful of tights, and in roughly four and a half minutes, uh, the Hurt Business would beat Los Mysterios. Yeah, why didn't they do Los? I guess the Lotharios are taking them. <laughs> uh, there was a six-woman tag team match. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan. They defeated the combination of Becky Lynch, Dewdrop, and Nikki Ash after KOD by Bianca on Nikki Ash. Uh, Lynch got tied to the whip, tied to the whipping post. Good Lord, I feel like I'm dying. Man, there was some marks on Becky's ass, boys. And Becky, uh, she, again, she had the ooh, ooh, you know, did the Adam Sandler as she mm -hmm. off, uh, her belly rubs there, her belly marks. So, but yeah, nice, nice good abs, good abs on uh, Becky Lynch. She, should, she could be in the MCU with those abs, uh. <laughs> Dana Brooke, 24-7 champion, and Reggie, they had mixed tag team action against Akira Tozawa and Tamina. Reggie got the win after the flipping earthquake by Reggie on Tozawa. Post-match, though, Dana Brooke attacked Reggie with the Greco-Roman lip lock in celebration. With that, Tamina responded with a lip lock of her own on Tozawa. He finally got what he was looking for. Good job, Akira Tozawa. John DeConnie, leave your notes on MinnesotaBellTime.com. Said catatonic state. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Omos defeated T-Bar. T-Bar quickly with the choke bomb. And then we go into, we have some tag team action going into next Monday night on Raw. The tag team championships will be on the line. Let's get into uh, how we got there first. On the KO show to start Monday Night Raw last night, along with Seth Rollins, their special guests were the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Alpha Academy. Funny banter between the comedic heels. Shoosh. 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 Um, ended with a shush shush argument between Gable and Owens. Uh, turned into a non-title match ahead of next uh, ahead of next week's Raw. John Smith, how did that one uh, turn out? Uh, didn't turn out too good for the champions. Um, you know, they took the early uh, the early advantage, but by the end of it, it was uh, Gable getting pop up uh, knuckle or knuckle turnbuckle. Bombed by uh, by Rollins, then a stunner, then a stomp, curb stomp for the one, two, three. So, yeah, it looks like Rollins and KO have the advantage going into the title match next week. Yeah, that's that's twice now. They they kind of stomped out RKO last week, and then last night they did the same thing. The Alpha Cat just they they they're gelling well together. Those two. 
Uh, speaking of arcade, bro, they lost to the Street Profits after a splash from Ford onto Orton that didn't look exactly as this went on planned. Uh, Orton tried to get his foot on the bottom ropes, but Dawkins pushed it away, and the ref counted to three. So I guess pending injury, yeah, we'll get into Maso Ciampa. You got new music. That's I said that one week ago too. Arguably the best music. Now it's undisputed. You know the best music in wrestling. Now that's gone. So I guess I should have kept my mouth shut. As long as Willie Mack still has his, I guess that's the most. <laughs> uh, so going into next Monday night, Raw Tag Team Championship. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if this is going to stay a triple threat if RK Bro, if Randy Orton is able to compete uh, with the Street Profits beating RK Bro. Maybe they get inserted to this. Maybe they get the winners at WrestleMania. There's a lot going on here, John Smith. Um, give me, give me the Alpha Academy to hold on to him. I don't, I don't like uh, them losing him so quickly after winning them. So I'm gonna have to go with the Alpha Academy here by Hooker Crook. Awesome well, it is a three way. It is a three way, so there will be no Crook. Yeah, the Crooks, the Crooks legal, right? Shoosh. Zip it, John the County. Yeah, I agree with Smith. I think the. Uh, Gable's just too damn entertaining uh, to not be able to use him for the whole uh, run up to WrestleMania. And I'm still not sure. I think we get like some four way, maybe even a tag title match at WrestleMania, but I'm not 100% sure if Seth and Owens are going to be involved in it because, you know, rumors that Owens got his own thing going on. So I don't know what the hell's going on, but I think the Alpha Academy will uh, take those belts to Mania. Yeah, I think they've taken the Mania. I hope they retain at Mania. Unfortunately, I just think Alpha Academy and the Raw Tag Team titles have kickoff match written all over it, yeah. unfortunately. Well, let's look at the card. Let's see the incidents with Raw and SmackDown. We'll get into Ciampa and Root and all that when we talk about NXT later on because uh, that ties into a match tonight. But here's the match that they announced so far. We got uh, Lesnar and Reigns. They said the championship unification. You got the two women's title matches. They're announced. Edge and Styles got announced. The Mysterios against The Miz and Logan Paul. Then I said the women's tag team. And that's another match that screams kickoff. Uh, the potential matches, like I said, Stone Cold. He's been rumored. I hate to be the one that it's, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'll sponge by myself on that one. Um, maybe a rematch for the United States title. You got Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, uh, McIntyre, Corbin. That's going to be there. Then they got the whole thing with Vince McMahon going on the Pat McAfee show on Thursday. And then uh, Austin Theory said he might try to start a fight. So who knows who's going to be fighting Pat McAfee? The internet saying Vince. I think it makes more sense for Dawson Theory. I think we talked about that uh, in pre-production. And then also, you know, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. They haven't announced that yet or anybody in it. But um, I'm assuming they uh, they had it last year. You know, during the pandemic, they had it twice. Well, they didn't have it at 36, but they they brought it back last year. There's no reason why for them to shut that down. Um, so how's WrestleMania looking uh, for you boys? Are we okay right now? John the County, everything good? Uh, you know, I have the, I have the same uh, list of potential matches here, and you know it's it's looking a little light without that. I finally figured out how to change the privacy settings so people who comment on my Facebook private page they can show up. Darnell D Money Home Slice, what's going on, brother? <laughs> Josh Smith, yeah. how's WrestleMania looking for you? Uh, I don't think John was finished with his thought. Actually, oh, I'm sorry. No, just that it's looking a little light. You know, last year we had uh, 14 matches. Right now, even if all the stuff that we're assuming, guessing, or hoping comes to fruition, you're at 13. You know, obviously everyone can get a little little more time, but, you know, you figure they're probably going to even out the show. So it uh, be interesting to see what else comes up in the next couple of weeks. 
Do they want to change well, yeah. the vagina cup? They, they didn't have that last year, though. The vagina cup that changed that. Well, they had the, the tag team turmoil, though. So they had all the women actually in WrestleMania. For once. And, well, and if we're not going to even talk about NXT, they didn't, well, yeah, as we saw with the Royal Rumble, they don't have enough people to have another big no. battle royal. No, at least not all oh, women. Uh, with that, though, uh, like I said, we will, we'll announce it right now. The WrestleMania special, Central Wrestling Con, uh, Podcast WrestleMania special. It is booked, signed, sealed, delivered uh, Friday afternoon, April 1st at 4 p.m. Let us be your SmackDown pre-show. Uh, and then we go right into WrestleMania weekend with standing delivers starting at noon on Saturday and then WrestleMania nights one and two Saturday and Sunday, respectively. I can't imagine them putting night two on Saturday. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> on that note, all right, speaking of WrestleMania, let's bring in Gary, gentlemen. I'll, see, I'll talk to you a little bit. All right. So we'll bring uh, Gary. Gary, top of the evening, Melody. How are things going? Good? Not too bad. It was just I was in, enjoying myself to to kind of break the fourth wall for everybody else. I was enjoying watching John Smith's reaction when I suggested Cody Rhodes be the the hundredth US champion in the year. Well, he was gonna like burst into flames on the spot. But yeah, Cody never won that. He was he had a, he had a big uh, intercontinental title reign. I don't think he's ever won the United States title, so it could be Cody. Uh, pending that, how's WrestleMania looking for you right now, Gary? You saw that list. It's looking good. I mean, I, I, I do still, as we were saying before we started, I do have this worry that it will, that Vince will end up wanting to do something insane during the match. Um, so hopefully hopefully he doesn't. I think the match would be markedly better if it were um, Austin Theory in it, but we'll see how that goes. You know how Vince could change his mind two months before the match starts. Yeah. Yep. So, Gary, uh, last Thursday uh, we had a tag team championship match. Uh, it's a small shenanigans out of Trent Seven to retain him, but uh, by hook or by crook, uh, Mustache Mountain got the job done uh, over Carter and Ashton Smith, who were game. They were game ready. That was a big main event match. They showed up. They really, they really did. I mean, it was we, we knew it would be sort of a good match, and as as we we talked last week, saying how there were, I kind of had seen seeds of I wanted Oliver Carter to turn, or I thought that Trent Seven could turn, and things that were going on. Um, but just when we got right to the end, um, after going through the whole match, as you say, when we ended up with, um, as, as the ref was doing the count, and, and you had Trent Seven going up on the outside and pushing the foot off the bottom rope so the ref couldn't see it, you kind of go, whether that will play into Obi-Wan kind of Tyler Bate coming into him and saying, Look, do you know what? This is not how we should do this. We need mm-hmm. to be more zen. We need to be more truthful and honest. And Trent Seven going, saw that, mate. I want, I want, it's okay for you. I just want gold. So, but, <laughs> so, but it was, but it was a top quality match. It really was. You say that they really did bring it and it was, it's well worth searching out. So. Yeah. It's a, it, Trent Seven, it, it's almost like I don't, I don't know what Trent Seven's, you know, real life contract status but his character like he's playing a character right now he's fighting for his life right now he, like it's almost like the next match he loses he's done you yeah. know i mean I'll, and the thing is i'll be honest to you i was never the whole way along i was never the, the biggest trent seven fan i was like i i don't get this i don't he's like for loads of reasons and then actually to be honest i saw him live here in belfast about three or four years ago on an ott show and i watched that show and i went 
I get it now. Okay. And I knew he was always okay, but it just didn't click. But yeah, as you say, he kind of has that thought of one more match. This could be my last match. It could always be my last go. So I'm a little upset they're not using uh, the the mustache man. I guess I guess it's Trent's uh, music. It went back to Tyler Bates' music as as yeah. they, got, they didn't time they didn't time the rope uh, the towel swing all that yeah. well. They were kind of they were looking at Ashton and like throwing. I'm like, wait a minute, we gotta wait for the beat. We gotta wait for the beat. Anyway, so uh, an in-ring later uh, earlier in the show, there was an in-ring celebration by NXT UK for Miko Satomura, and she was presented flowers. That was a big gift, Karen. Flowers. Uh, It was interrupted by Isla Dawn saying Miko has given Isla something to strive for. Isla needs one more trophy to add to her collection. Maybe it is the title, or maybe it was just the flowers Miko was just gifted as Isla took them and started eating them. Yeah. Well, you know, she got she has to get her five a day, you know, she has to get all sorts of things. You never know what you could get your, your strength and your vitamins from. You gotta keep taking those vitamins and saying those prayers and stuff. Um this, this is a good time for Isla to shine with her character, considering uh we are about three uh April two months away from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with the Scarlet Witch being the center pretty much of that entire movie, which is kind of Isla Dawn, you know, witchcraft and all the you know it'd be a good time for her to shine right now yeah and especially actually i mean it could be no harm like i read there's part of me still does believe that before blair davenport did her ankle in the last in the, in the match mm-hmm. that i did i still think that she was going to win the title that night and if, if it turns out that it's not that if i had done can benefit from this and get pushed yeah. up to the very top then more parts here so kofi Mani all over again yeah Exactly. It's Kofi Mania. All it's Isla Mania. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Rohan Raja defeated in action after Seek and Destroy. Die Familia trying to get back on track after the, the apparent devastating loss at the hands of Nathan Frazier. Yeah. Uh, Post match attack on in action went unthwarted. A Kid was in the back waiting. Why didn't A Kid help him? He was in the back waiting for his. You see this poor schmuck in his ass handed to him. <laughs> A kid's just sitting back there, like, hey, I'll just wait for him to come back to the curtain. Okay, whatever. Sting like right there. Anyway, uh, A kid was in the back waiting for D Familia at the Rohan's match, pulled aside Charlie Dempsey, and he said he thought Dempsey was better than this. Gary, how big was the smile on your face when you oh. saw the two of them staring at each other, knowing we're going to get this very soon? I was loving it because the thing is, from a few weeks ago when they were walking through the back and they kind of nodded at each other and acknowledged each other you thought oh something's going on and then again for this when you go i thought you were better and you kind of go why why would why would you think that are you two friends do you how do you know each other what's going on here and it's like the whole big backstory so the geek in me was sitting going oh i'm fantasy booking like six weeks ahead of my head going oh this is great um but no i I really can't wait to see where this is all going for when we when we get the (laughs) probably actually what will happen is They'll build it right up for Charlie Dempsey to do this great big face turn in front of the fans. And then Vince will go, I want him. And he'll yeah. take him across. And it'll, <laughs> yeah, from yeah, the it's real, I'm sure you're well aware of who Charlie Dempsey yeah. is. You know, it's, yeah. it's, ugh, all right, Gary. <sighs> Amal defeated Zaya Brookside after a <laughs> hope breaker. Uh, didn't look like Zaya was particularly happy with the refereeing in that match, Gary. Amal was clearly doing things that she wasn't supposed to be doing to Zaya during that match. I mean, you would think the referee should know who Zaya's daddy is. You would think so. Yeah, like they should know these things. Daddy will be on the phone very soon, sorting it out. 
I thought that was really funny. Everything she crawled the corner. She's not supposed to be. There was like a punch. She can't do that. She's not supposed to be doing that to me. Like this. It's a, it's been a great character turn. Like when the yes. turns I hail, I went. This isn't going to work, and it has worked in spades. Yep. To be fair, it's brilliant. Uh, there was a video package with symbiosis, Eddie Dennis reassuring T-Bone and Primate that their losses will soon catapult them forward like an arrow. Very nice metaphor right there, right? Or is that a simile? Because it's like an arrow. It's a simile. Always motivating that, Eddie Dennis. <laughs> uh, Sam Gradfall has officially snapped, says losing his mohawk. Uh, and then here's – I don't know if you saw – I didn't know. I thought this was a peacock commercial at first. Uh, yeah, I know you don't get the cock over there again. I know you don't like the cock no, anyway. You don't get the no. cock over there in uh, Northern Ireland. But over here where we get cock, um, there was a truck driver driving at night, stopped yeah. and found some clumps of hair on the road, and then someone was running through the woods. I thought this was like you know a new show coming up on on, on, on NBC or whatever, but apparently it wasn't. It's, it's I, I don't yeah, it confused me because I saw it came up and I went, why did they show that? What's this an advert for? And then when it dropped off, I went. Oh no! Hang on. This is some sort of trailer. I did wonder. Now I hope. I was gonna say hope it's not. I don't know. I wondered if it was some sort of stuff for bringing back um, Wild Boar for him coming back. Um, if you know what I mean. I I didn't know. I just sort of was like, okay, he's probably due back soon. So whether it was that, I don't know. But um, I thought of Effie Valkyrie. Yeah, I had thought of that too because I knew I th actually thought there was something she had posted during the week, and I thought, oh, she's going to be back really, really soon because I know she's sort of from her from her knee injury as well. So it, it could be, but just the way they were running through, I was like, I wonder, is it? So it could end up being either the two of them because they had they had the prior montage, the video packs, are training in the woods, like that's her thing. Yeah, true. You know, like she's with true. nature or whatever. The, yeah, yeah. Like, probably true. Uh, in two weeks' time, Gary, not this coming Thursday, but next Thursday, March 10th, we're going to begin a, a Heritage Cup championship match, as per Johnny Saint, between Noam Dar and Joe Coffey. In the meantime, Mark Coffey and Shaw Samuels, they had some words uh, in down the hallway. God, I can't understand either of these two guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just don't speak, I guess, UK, I guess, as much as – or Scottish. Where, I don't know where Shaw Samuels is from. Anyway, they're going to get at it as a preview – uh, for next week's uh, championship match. Yeah. Um, Shaz, he's from the East End of London, hence why, why he's East, so all yeah. that. So that's where he's, he's he is a legitimate butcher. His family are butchers. That's why. Oh. Um, that's where they had that from. Although he spent most of his time in Scotland for ICW. No, I I think by a wee bit of shenanigans, Shaz going to win that just to kind of start it for the week after when we have mm -hmm. the Heritage Cup match. And I think Noam Dar. Well, I well, yeah, I'm gonna go Shah Samuels. I'm gonna stick right. with him. I'm, I'm gonna go Mark Coffee just because I want Noam to win next week. Like, I'll, I'll take oh, this yeah. Shah Samuels loss if Noam wins. Uh, but then Gallus has been on a losing. If Wolfie got the loss, if Mark Coffee takes a loss here, then Joe, right. they, you know, now Gallus is, you know, next thing you know, they're gonna lose to Nathan Frazier and then all hell's gonna break loose. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to Nathan Frazier in a second because god damn it, he got his title match. Uh, but first, we got a uh, bomber. Uh, we had a bomber challenge. Jack Haw Jack Stars cut holes in pretty deadly's, uh, I guess, tops for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> their outfits. Uh, you don't mess with pretty deadly's clothes. I can tell you that they are going to be coming out here pissed this Thursday. Yeah, I mean they are. It was kind of it's been a wee bit random. Some of the backstage segments. I think that 
I don't think they'll do the exact same angle that they're doing with Trent Seven, but I think what will happen is pretty deadly will win it, and Jack Stars will be will have done something random to cause the loss, mm-hmm. and and uh, Bomber will Dave Massive will have a go at him, and that will kind of start the seeds for them splitting or whatever. So yeah, or or he makes the mistake, and then now it's time for another Bomber challenge. How do you you know how do you correct right. this? So you can maybe yeah. stretch that longer before the uh, thing. I mean. I guess it's eventually going to turn to those two beating, uh, fighting each other. Maybe Jack getting the win, you know, like yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to go pretty deadly as well. On this and then, like I said, uh, Ilya Dragunov he accepted Nathan Fraser's challenge, and said Nathan Fraser isn't ready to become champion, which is correct. <laughs> yes, it's, it's absolutely correct. Um, no, I I think this is this is going to be one of these things. So I know Nathan Fraser's had a few matches at this level, but I think this is a a different level like as a championship match and against Ilya um this will this will be the one uh and it will be interesting to see kind of if they I'm assuming it's obviously it's already taped and the commentary's done but whether they change the names of some of the stuff of a few of like of Ilya Dragunov's moves or whatever link so they're not linking it back across to everything else but we'll see yeah. So uh, yeah, that'll do. Uh, Dragonov. The, the funny thing was, Dragonov actually mentioned that battle royal that he won to earn his first championship yeah. match that he was not successful with. He beat the entire roster in a battle royal, uh, and then the pandemic hit. We were waiting yeah. for the match <laughs> yeah. for, for whatever, um, and then he's, he's he wasn't ready. Then he's like, "There's no way Nathan Fraser's ready." So I spy a Jersey guy. Good for him. Uh, just no. Uh, Gary. Uh, we got a revolution coming Sunday night. Plus, we're uh, we have sacrifice on Saturday night. Uh, we're gonna be making our picks later in the show. Uh, I know it's past your bedtime. We appreciate you always staying up with us. Um, anything uh, you want to? Any bold predictions? Um, um, Adam Cole, Adam Page. Uh, anything I'm, that we got? Heath. I'm gonna move? go. For, I'm going Adam Page. But the, the two things that I was I was thinking about most were. Um, the Danielson Mox match and then the MJF Punk match. I've gone for MJF the big punk, and I'm gonna go for a new contest in the Danielson Moxley match that they kind of just beat each other into oblivion and then go, Yeah, we will be partners here, and then shake hands and kind of so something along that line. So I like how you're thinking on that one, guy. That, that's good. It's, you said that the whole point is for them to get together, right? He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't hang out with people unless he bleeds with them, uh, this yeah. new John Moxley. So, all right, Gary, thank you as always for staying up, uh, staying up late and, uh, and educating no us problem. on NXT UK and translating Shaw Samuels for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, have a good one. Yeah, you too, Gar. So we're going to bring back in John Smith. We're going to bring back in John DeConi. We are uh, good to go right there. Put up the NXT team. Go from overseas to stateside. As we flip the page here, John DeConi, the show opens. Uh, we got Grayson Waller, LA Knight, right away. Yes, indeed. Uh, LA Knight finally gets his hands on Grayson Waller. Uh, and uh, Knight. Both, obviously, both of these guys can go. Waller is uh, definitely at the head of the class for the, the NXT 2.0 youngsters in terms of ring work. And obviously, we all know LA Knight has himself quite a career. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Knight goes for his finishing maneuver, the blunt force trauma. But Sanga is outside to hold Waller's hand to keep him from kind of toppling over. And uh, that's just enough 
to let Waller then hit a roll-up with a handful of tights for the win in the one, two, three. In just another 10 minutes, Grayson Waller gets the victory. But then Knight loses his bleep and uh, takes down Waller. He gets into full mount. He's smacking him around. Sanga comes in to try and make the save. He gets a BFT. The Knight turns his attention back to Waller. He gets a BFT. So, yeah, you know, Knight may have not won the battle, but perhaps won the war. Who knows? Probably not even over anyway. Yeah, he mentioned that, that he's not done with this uh, in, a, in a backstage promo uh, later in the night. So to be continued with those two, I like this feud. It's a fun little feud. I hate when Walder does the, the thing where he's uh, he his knees. You know, whatever. I, don't, I, just, I feel like if I did that, I would just completely pull Vince McMahon and tear both my quads. Um, Carmelo Hayes, an in-ring celebration. It's a celebration, bitches. The last celebrations this week. Uh, interrupted by Pete Dunn saying that Carmelo Hayes has never beaten him. Challenged him to a match next week, which Mello accepted. Then Mello was jumped by Cameron Grimes, who was still upset from his loss the week prior. His uh, North American Championship match uh, defeated the hands of Carmelo Hayes, which is why there was a celebration. Uh, Cameron Grimes went on to beat Trick Williams right after that. But we are going to get the uh, the North American Championship. Peter Dune, John Smith, their senior NXT correspondent. Is he a Pete Dunne? Carmelo Hayes has been a very impressive champion, in my opinion. I think he's really good. He has been. I think he's he's basically undefeated since he's come to NXT. But uh, I mean, how do you go and beat Peter Dune? Uh, I I gotta go with Pete Dunn on this one, especially because Mello's so good. Like, but like on his own, he doesn't need that championship to make him. You know, he's so good on the mic, and he's got a you know he's got instant heat with Trick on his side. So. Yeah, we give give that belt to, to Pete Dunn, man. He hasn't had anything but a tag title in NXT so far. Now, do you think you want to do that tonight, or do you want to wait? They, they uh, Braun Breaker didn't ask. They are doing stand and deliver Saturday uh, WrestleMania weekend. He, I feel like the, there's a the triple threat coming there with uh, with Grimy involved as well. So maybe Trick gets some type of interference here, John Nakani, to help uh, Mello win and take the belt in to uh, stand and deliver. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. That because that would be a really exciting match for Stan and Deliver. So I'll, I'll say that somehow, uh, you know, maybe Dunn gets the victory by uh, DQ, but uh, Carmelo leaves with the title. But uh, I would like John Smith said I would really like to see it on Pete Dunn at some point. So maybe we do get that for Stan and Deliver. Okay, we're gonna transition to the women's. I had this. This card was all over the place with my notes. I have no easy way to to, to try to piece everything together and explain it. Uh, I'll first start by throwing up the brackets. Uh, last week, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, they defeated Amari Miller and Lash. Le- Lash Legend's a big girl, man. She, I didn't realize how big she was. Yep. Um, you're a big girl. Um. Follow, uh, after a KLR, uh, KLR bomb, followed by a moonsault, they advanced to the semifinals. Casey and Caden, I uh, want to call it an upset. I don't know. They defeated uh, Ivy Nile and uh, Tatum Paxley with a 450 splash neckbreaker combo finisher uh, on Tatum to advance. Ivy Nile and then choked out Tatum post match because that's what badass heels do. So going into uh, tonight, we're going to have probably Ryan Joy confirmed it. Uh, about 15, 20 minutes ago via private chat, or maybe it was on the the, uh, the actual uh, one of the comment threads uh, that this pay, that this uh, podcast is linked to, that they are going to have the other two quarterfinals tonight. So first, uh, we'll rewind, because Duke Hudson defeated Dante Chen after a razor's edge slam. 
Dante was game for about five seconds. And then this whole thing, I guess, with Dante Chen and and Duke Hudson, I guess that stemmed back when Duke Hudson was a genius world-class poker player. If I remember correctly. Uh, but then afterwards, after that match, Persia got caught doing a little necking with Duke Hudson and, uh, by Indy Hartwell, who apparently has a history with Duke Hudson from their days in Australia, which Dexter Loomis apparently was not aware of. So now we had this whole mess with that tag team going into the Dusty Cup, um, going against uh, – Wendy Cho, who lost her partner, I guess she didn't get promposal to her a while ago. I guess she lost her partner, Amari Miller. She ended up going with Dakota Kai, who was not very good at making friends. She had the one friend, but then lost her. Then she had another friend, then lost her. So Dakota's all mental. So John Smith, where do you see this end of the bracket, this match going? Yeah, I got um, Dakota and Wendy winning this one so we could further along that little uh, odd couple thing. Meanwhile, you can break up Indy and Persia, and then you can start doing a um, a feud between, like a an intergender feud, where yeah. you have where you have those. We'll probably get uh, Indy and, and Dexter versus Duke and Persia at the at the pay per view. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, and then if that happens, I completely agree with that. And then if you look forward to the next round, uh, John Connie, I, I, I don't think anybody is going to be taking uh, the uh, the two uh, Lolitas. I don't know, I can't remember, Faraz and uh, Leon. I don't. I, I think I'll just we'll just spoil it right now. We're all taking Cora and Raquel. I mean, they had another. I guess uh, 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 Cora took Raquel ziplining or something to conquer whatever fears. I guess because that's I guess she's uh, an, uh, an extreme X Games type uh, person with that little miniature banana skateboard that she has. Anyway, so that's gonna pair up Dakota and Raquel in the next round, which would be fun. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly where this is headed. I like exactly what Smith said about the uh, the mixed tags matches coming out of Indy and Persia losing. And uh, yeah, that should all be some some juicy stuff headed towards stand and deliver. All right, Nikita Lyons, she made her NXT debut, I guess, uh, mainstream debut. She defeated in action after a trouble in paradise. Wow, followed by this. <laughs> you should Jonathan, leave that up, leave, leave that up so everybody can, leave that up so everybody can screenshot it. <laughs> John Smith's new favorite finishing maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. All right. Good for you. Uh, also going uh, this week, we're on the graphic for because I don't know if we have one for um, for Draco, but Joe Gacy and Harlan had a run-in with Draco Anthony in the gym. Long story short, Harlan and Anthony had a difference in opinion, according to Joe Gacy. Uh, so they're going to settle it in the ring tonight, uh, John McConney. Gonna give, uh, I guess, the over. I just use the John Smith. He likes the over under here. Over under on this one, time wise. It's Joe Gacy and who? It's Harland and Draco oh. Anthony. Harlan and Draco Anthony. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go minute fifteen. Minute fifteen. John the Connie gonna go <laughs> over or under. Ooh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it just a little over. But uh, yeah, definitely give me Harland. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on there. It's gonna be. I, I think it'll hover the minute mark, like like 107. I'll, I'll go with. How about that? Depends on how much selling is involved. Because Karrion Cross used to have, like beat the crap out of people, but he let them sell his moves for like 25 seconds before he picked <laughs> them up and do another one. You know. 
Andre Chase says Von Wagner has no intestinal fortitude. I haven't heard that phrase in wrestling in a long time, right? Testicular fortitude. Testicular fortitude. Yeah, exactly. Andre Chase says Von Wagner has no intestinal fortitude since he's joined up with Robert Stone. That means Von has no balls, according to Andre Chase. Robert Stone then cut a great promo for Von Wagner. This is good. I'm happy Robert Stone is around and survived all this uh, to be back on television. I don't care if it is with Von Wagner. Um, if you love Child of Edge and the great Kali. John Smith, who do you got in this? Yeah, give me Von Wagner in this one. Andre Chase got his win for the year already. It's true. <laughs> a lot more cursing going on at Chase U again this week, uh, last week, John McConnell. Yeah, he's he's got a little bit of a temper there, but uh, yeah, I, I think this one will uh, will go Wagner's way, and maybe we even get uh, you know Chase and Bodie versus uh, Wagner and Stone. You know, there's no reason why as good a, a mouthpiece as Stone is, we know he can go in the ring too. So I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, get a chance in between the ropes. Former Impact Tag Team Champion, the Bromans, right? There you go. The Broman was it was no, it was yeah, Robbie and Jesse Goddard, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bromance. There was an in-ring promo by Malcolm Bivens and the Creed celebrating celebration. Another celebration. Dusty Cup. The Dusty Cup win. Uh, interrupted by Imperium. The teams paired off after they got into a fight, leaving Gunta with Malcolm Bivens. But Solo Sokoa snuck in with a cheap shot super kick on Gunta. <laughs> So I thought this match was going to be last week. I could have sworn they said it was going to be last week, but apparently it's going to be tonight. Uh, anyone want to rehash or change their picks? John Smith, I don't even remember who I picked. I, I'm, I'm, I guess, no content. I don't know. This, how do you put a winner in this? Like, just yeah. It's Gunta. Gunta. <laughs> for those of you who do not spell Gunta, let me, let me see if I spell it out for you real quick. John the Con, who do you got? Uh, yeah, give me Gunta because – you know, I don't know. Baby Oos is over regardless. I don't think he necessarily needs a win here. I think he gets a little bit of a bump just by stepping up to the big man. So Is that the correct pronunciation of Gunta? I believe so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an awesome match. I, I'm excited for this match. Like, legitimately, uh, legitimately excited for this match. Um, maybe this can go forward into uh, – maybe can stretch this out to stand and deliver as well. Give them, like, 20 minutes to go. That'd be awesome. Uh, Braun Breaker started the show again. Like I said, Stand and Deliver will be Saturday, April 2nd. And actually, and I did look it up, I guess it's 12 noon. We're gonna put this wow. right smack that, and that's I think like 11 o'clock Dallas time. Wow. So, uh, uh, no legs and eggs uh, for the boys in the morning, they gotta get up and go right to work. Uh, the promo was interrupted by Dolph Ziggler, who said that there would be no receipt for the super kick Ziggler hit Breaker with the week prior because Braun Breaker is barred from ringside. During Dolph Ziggler's match with Tommaso Ciampa, John Smith. Yeah, and Dolph Ziggler didn't have anybody at ringside, so why should Tommaso Ciampa? I thought that was a pretty fair good decision. Fair. fair and square. Dolph right? Ziggler is not one. He's fair. But absolutely. So, so these two went for a while, man. This was a good match. This was pay per view quality right off the bat between these two, and we saw Al's favorite finisher, the zigzag on the outside of the ring. Um, we got a, uh, a white noise. I don't know what, um, what Tommaso Ciampa calls it, but it's a white noise onto the, onto the edge of the rig apron, the second hardest part of the ring. Um, as Ciampa was getting back in the ring, all of a sudden the cameraman bashes him with the camera. 
these cameramen, man. Remember, remember Hogan, but getting the flash in his eyes back in the day. <laughs> Jeez, these cameramen don't know what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler was like, "Oh, I'll take it." He he plays it off like he had no idea what was going on, and uh, he super kicks him for the one, two, three. And lo and behold, the cameraman is Robert Rude. It was a glorious cameraman. It was glorious. And uh, the two of them just went to town on Ciampa for a little while. And then, um, yeah, that was that. And then, so then we get Rude versus Ciampa at Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah, Breaker came out. Breaker came in for the save at the end of it. Yeah, he thwarted the attack. So, yeah, so so we got a tag team match coming up tonight, but. Before that, last night we got Rude and Champa, and that one didn't last too long before Champa really proved that he belongs with a with a raw roll off. He stacked them good, got that weight high up on him two weeks in a row. Yeah, two, this is the first back to back we've had this year, boys. Tommaso Champa on Bobby Rude two weeks in a row. He proves he belongs. Yeah. yeah so uh, wait, what? Yeah, it was Bobby Rude two weeks in a row? Well. Um, yeah, so we get that, and then Dolph Ziggler comes in, and they start beating the crap out of him again, of course. Yeah, and that's going to lead us into tonight, John DeConi. Uh, there's a tag team match that Braun Breaker was, uh, I guess, promoting after uh, his thwarting of the post-match attack last Tuesday night. So they're going to get at it. Yeah, I think, uh, Jesus, I, I, I guess I could see... I can see Champa taking a pin here. So I, obviously Breaker's not going to take it, uh, but you know maybe we get uh, Ziggler pinning Champa to uh, pump him up going forward uh, towards his uh, title match with Braun Breaker. So give me the Dirty Dogs, John Smith. Uh, it's a tough one. I'm I'm going to go with Champa and Breaker on this one. I'll go against the grain. Yeah, it does seem like like the Dirty Dogs should win this one, and they keep going. But I'm gonna go with Breaker going over. Actually, I got yeah, I got Breaker pinning Bobby Roode. Actually, that's I mean, Roode is in this just to, to just to take the pin and delay it, and just it's pay, I don't say it's payback for it. Maybe like I said no. Chop already got the payback. Two roll roll ups in two consecutive weeks. That's payback for the camera shot, right? It'll be good for that. So that will do it for NXT 2.0. Looking forward to that show tonight. Uh, it's it's kind of growing on me, John Smith. NXT is kind of it's growing on me. It never stopped, dude. You just you, you changed your mind. That's all I got upset. Was. I was upset. I was upset. I saw that I, I, the Nickelodeon puke. And I just it's <laughs> uh, trash that. So we are going to. Uh, bring in Ryan Joy from MinutesToBellTime.com. Ryan, how is everything going? I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. How's everything been? Everything good? Get that NXT 2.0 logo off my corner. Yep, you got it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was hiding my shamrock up there, you know. Oh, hey, hey, happy St. Patrick. You're Irish, Ryan? My wife is wife, Irish. Maggie May, right? Yes. There you go. All right, so we're going to go uh, real quick, uh, just from last week's Impact, uh, we had a uh, digital media championship rematch, John DeCani. Um Jordan got a little overzealous at the pay-per-view, brought in uh, the steel chair that Cardona used to win the title behind the referee's back. So they're just going to say, scrub it, and have a .com bat. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, very nice. 
Jordan came to the ring with a DVD player that she immediately used on Cardona. There were, uh, there, <laughs> they brought out the old velvet bag, but instead of thumbtacks, it was filled with crappy old broken cell phones. Uh, Jordan once again went for the low blow on Cardona, but this time, Mr. Always Ready was ready with a bedazzled cup, which he took out and showed us and unfortunately left the jewels now unprotected. So Jordan went back to the well and hit him again. Uh, but eventually Matt would uh, whip Jordan into the corner where he had a chair set up between the two turnbuckle pads to knock Jordan Grace a little bit loopy. And he would then uh, hit a roll up and Cardona would hold onto the ropes like a true heel would of course do. Uh, and that would help him get the one, two, three defend the digital media championship yeah he's slowly but surely becoming the greatest digital media champion of all time in impact history that's that's tough but you might be right yeah. getting there um then uh gujar what's his first name did i say it right gujar you're gonna Bupinder spell check on that that's Bujar, the up-and-coming uh, rookie sensation from India. He defeated John Schuyler after a leaping spear off the middle turnbuckle. That was impressive. Post-match, uh, Morrissey came out to get my, to get uh, Brian Myers doing commentary. Uh, caught, uh, yeah, doing Myers caught, but Schuyler stopped Morrissey from slamming Myers only to get slammed himself. So he had a pissed off W. Morrissey running around there for a hot second. Looking for Brian Myers. So um, that will lead us into Sacrifice this Saturday night at Impact Plus Special. There's my sacrifice. Here are the overall standings going in. Ryan Joy, uh, I got to tell you, Ryan, I know you took off last week. You had an impressive two perfect pay-per-views. And then I think you did pretty fairly well at, uh, at No Surrender as well. So you extended your lead. Over John DeConi, who has more wins than you do. Who's booking this crap, John Smith? Yeah, the way I see it, John DeConi's one win ahead of Ryan Joy. There you go. I have like 15% more points, though. So, you know. There you go. So here are our standings going into Impact. I do believe this is the last Impact show that will be counted. So this is it. Ryan Joy has a, my math is correct, five-point lead over John DeConi. He's got a four-point lead over me. He's got a six-point lead over John Smith. So we have a little bit of a train wreck here uh, going in to find out who will be the impact champion for the 2021-22 season. Uh, scoring for the show, since it is an impact plus show, it's going to be five points for the title match, three points for all other title matches, one point for the non-title matches. Anything interpromotional, uh, we'll get one point added to it. There will be a five-point perfect pay-per-view bonus. And that title match is going to be tough to pick this month, Al. It is. It is. It is a tough match. You, you know, you got those former WWE guys going in, just ruling everything. Uh, but going, uh, we started off. We'll start this off. Oh Jesus! Uh, it was all business with Jay White. Uh, he needed to shed the dead weight that was the Gorillas of Destiny. That's that's wow. that's tough right there. Uh, Eric Young was pissed uh, that the Good Brothers sided with the guy that just beat Eric Young. So a little riff there. They had the business arrangement with the Good Brothers, and Violent by Design now wants a tag title match. Then the Gorillas of Destiny came flying in to attack uh, the Bullet Club. So what we have, we have an eight-man tag team match on Thursday uh, between the Good Brothers, and well, I'm sorry, between the Bullet Club going against Violent by Design and the Gorillas of Destiny. 
uh, which is going to lead to a tag team championship match at Sacrifice. The Good Brothers will be defending against Vile by Design. And then Jay White, um, they, they we found Alex Shelley. Holy crap, it's been a very long time. But um, Alex Shelley will now uh, be back in ring. So um, uh, a winner is us on that one. So who do you have for the money as our senior impact correspondent? Uh, where, where do you want me to start here? Start with the eight man and then move on to sacrifice? Whatever you want to do. You're a call. You don't even have to pick the eight man if you don't want to. It's, the, 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 points okay. are, the points are between uh, Jay White and the tag titles. All right. So, yeah, give me give me Jay White over Alex Shelley. But like you said, we need we need a star man graphic because uh, the winner is us in that one. Yeah. And then uh, give me the good brothers retaining over violent by design. I, I just got a feeling that the Bullet Club is uh, going to have a nice run here. Yeah, I'm going to agree with both of those. I have the good, I have the good brothers. I have, yeah, this, I have a Bullet Club wins uh, all around here. Ryan Joy. Yeah, I, I'm not going to pick Jay White to lose any matches outside of New Japan. He hardly loses any matches in New Japan, so I'm not picking him to lose here. Uh, and the Good Brothers, I think they're going to keep those titles. Uh, I don't think Violent by Design is going to be able to take them off. But that said, man, this is a long run for the Good Brothers, and I don't know who who possibly could take the titles away. Uh, maybe these guys, but I'm, my formal pick is going to be Good Brothers. John Smith. Yeah, I'll have to agree with both of those. And I think the first ever SmackDown Tag Team Champions should be the ones that beat the Good Brothers. That would be fun. That would be fun. Get the get the, 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 the Cheese Whiz and then Saltines out. Yes. Uh, yeah, so like I said, I had Jay White exactly right, Ryan. I'm going to agree with that. I don't think he's going to lose when he's stateside. And uh, the Good Brothers, I said, when, when one out of the two of them never gets pinned, it, it, that's, you just lost 50% of your odds right there. So... <laughs> Let uh, Scott sign do the math on that. A uh, match that's not officially booked, but it seems to be an ongoing running theme, is the Deanna Perrazzo Champ Champ Challenge. This past Thursday, uh, Lady Frost answered the challenge. She challenged for the Reynas to Reynas Triple A title. Um, Deanna Perrazzo got the win with the Vera de Milo. Giselle Shaw then came out post-match to model in front of Lady Frost again. So Lady Frost and Giselle Shaw, they're going to be going to do their thing at some point. But let's just assume that the Champ Champ Challenge will be at the pay-per-view because, God forbid, you ever do a pay-per-view without Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, that's just not good business, John Smith. So any, any, I don't, you see anybody randomly coming in, anybody in the company that we haven't seen, like Rosemary, we haven't seen in a while, uh, challenging Deanna Perrazzo? I... Could not even think of anyone, uh, even Marie. Yeah. <laughs> a winner is Alfred would explode. There you go. That's the, that's the ultimate dream match right there. Yeah, so we have the Starman graphic now, John Deconi. You good? Nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, we haven't seen Sue Young in a while, but I think last time we saw her, we realize she's going to be out for a while, so I, I cannot even imagine. I assume it's going to be someone stepping through the uh, the forbidden door, but regardless, Deanna will hold both of her titles a little while longer until we get a real feud with someone we know and probably build it a little bit. Ryan Joy, any word on Big Swole? I don't know why she came to mind just now. It's a possibility. I mean, I think she's a free agent. She's out yeah. there, um, you know. 
she's able to to take a match so that that's possible i really can't think of anybody um ring yeah. of honors women's division was pretty slim to begin with um so i think Deanna's tony storm? storm what about tony storm tony storm, storm great pick yeah so You're 90 day up yet or no it's been 90 days i think so at this point it's pretty close she was let go before jeff hardy and his is next week so or she i guess got her release before jeff uh jonah he defeated zicky dice last week after a sit down power bomb i think zicky got off light on that one didn't have to take the tsunami for the pinfall uh backstage interview with the swing man the swing man wants some of jonah john the county <laughs> Uh, and then Jonah's going to be going against PCO at uh, at Sacrifice. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, is now that Undertaker is retired, uh, his first Undertaker's first WrestleMania was WrestleMania Seven. I know Billy Gunn kind of had the reign. Billy Gunn was at WrestleMania Eleven. PCO was at WrestleMania Ten. Is he like the senior guy in professional wow. wrestling right now? He was as far as WrestleMania goes, right? He was one half of the yeah. Quebec. He, yeah, he would be the uh, the old granddad as uh, as far as that you know that that metric goes. Uh, you know, I I don't know Moore's. So John Connie, I'm sorry, you're not looking at the screen, right, Johnny? I'm sorry. If, if Nixon Nell, if that's what she's going by, if she comes flying through again, you'll be I'll be the happiest kid in the world. I'm sorry, John Connie, Joe Moore. Which one would make you happier, though, Tegan Knox or uh, uh, Tegan? No, give me Tegan. Even Marie's gonna be in a movie, but I have her in a movie coming up. I got, I got, I'm gonna have my Eva Marie film. Don't worry about it. Very good. Uh, getting back to sacrifice, yes. Uh, give me, give me Jonah over PCO. I think the, I think the the, the Frankenstein's monster there can afford to take a loss and still uh, have whatever heel heat he needs. Ryan Joy. I kind of think Jonah will have to win at the pay-per-view after eating the loss to swinger on tv yeah right I mean, yep. he has to win <laughs> exactly I, yeah i think jonah's gonna take both matches i i, I would assume uh, although it's, it'd be weird for them pco is the guy we know he they signed so why do they why do they feed him jonah i don't know well, yeah, jonah like, why feed jonah to josh alexander when you know alexander's leaving like there's there's a lot of stuff that you know it's, it's impact is going to impact john smith I'm I'm sorry. I was texting Johnny. He's out of the house. What, what You're you picking Johnny me? Swinger. <laughs> texting Johnny Swinger. No, no, my son. Yes, yeah, Daddy. No, um, give me yeah PCO to win this match, right? That's what you're asking. Yeah, me? PCO against Jonah against Bronson Reed. Yeah. Actually, no. Give me Jonah. Give me Jonah. There you go. My name's Jonas. Uh, the influence, inspiration, the influence, and the inspiration got back into it again in the back, and Caleb once again was in the middle of it. Um, you're gonna have Cassie and Madison Rain. They're gonna get at it on Thursday night, and we're finally going to get the Knockouts Tag Team Championship match. Uh, I think this was supposed to be at Bound for Glory, so this has been delayed quite a bit, uh, but we're finally gonna get it. Uh, I don't know why. I guess. I don't know. The winner. Yeah. Feud of the year so far, Ryan Joy. Feud of the year. The inspiration oh, versus the influence. Throw it to me to pick this one first. Uh, yeah. I don't. I just don't see this tag title changing 
uh, here. So um, give me give me Madison on TV. Uh, inspiration hold the tag titles. Uh, do we have a swerve here, John the Connie? Is Caleb going to jump ship? It seems like uh, Madison has been pretty nasty to him as of late. That, that that is exactly where I think and hope this is going. I think maybe maybe Caleb even screws up uh, the match here for Madison against Cassie Lee, and then uh, you know maybe he purposely screws up the match at uh, Sacrifice so that he can walk off with uh, the inspiration. Who did just give him that really sweet new cell phone? Yeah, it so, was with yeah. their on. That was good. John Smith, give me the inspiration retaining. Yeah, give me the uh, in, the inspiration. Yeah, inspiration. I get them. I get them uh, mixed because they both came in, came up at the same time. The influence and the inspiration. Yeah. See, the inspiration has two eyes, and the influence only has one. Um, but the inspir, but the influence has Caleb at the moment. See, the, the weird thing about this, Madison's right the one that's being a bitch. To, to Caleb, but like Caleb's not with Matt. Caleb's with Tennille. Like that's Tennille's photographer. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think, I mean, Caleb might be taking it personal. Madison's that way with everybody. Just ask Josh. Yeah. Yep. Um, on BTI, which of course stands for being the elite, uh, Ace Austin and Mike Bailey got the win over Trey Miguel and Jake something. Trey and Jake just didn't work well together, uh, John McConney. So we actually have um, – I mean, they're, they're going to be going at it for the X Division title anyway. So uh, I guess what does it matter and who do you got? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jake, uh, you know, Trey, Trey didn't uh, think that they did too bad. You know, it's no big deal. You know, this is our first time tagging together. I think we did okay. Jake reminded him, listen, I don't need your uh, – I don't need your – you know, inspirational speeches. I just need you to respect me and fear me because I'm twice your size and I'm going to take the X Division title from you. I don't think that's exactly how it's going to work out. So give me Trey here because I've lost way too many points betting against Trey. Exactly. Uh, John Smith. I lost too many points betting on Trey, but now he seems to be on the winning track. So I'm going with Trey. If this was a, a pay-per-view, I might say they'd give it to Jake something. But things usually stay status quo as far as championships are concerned at, at these Saturday shows. Ryan Joy. Yeah, that Trey is a, he's a rascal. I'll, yeah. I'll go him. I'll go Trey right. as well. I will make that unanimous. I'm taking Trey Miguel as well. Uh, there was a meeting with Gail Kim that turned into a Chelsea Green versus Tasha Steele's match next week. Or I'm sorry, Thursday night. Uh, the winner will get a knockouts championship match at Sacrifice. John Smith. Give me Tasha Steeles to win that match, the first match, and then to lose the title match. Ryan Joy. I think I think I agree with John Smith because I think the Chelsea Green Mickey James match is a bigger match that they they want to save for an actual pay-per-view. Rebellion's two months away, John McConney. Uh, not to mention, uh, Chelsea said she wants to go it alone. She doesn't want any help from Mickey uh, down there, even though Savannah will be more than likely in Tasha's corner. Yeah, so give me, uh, like the other gents have said, give me Tasha, but uh, give me Tasha on TV this week. 
but uh, give me Mickey retaining at the sacrifice special. Yeah, I'll go that as well because Mickey James got the raw roll up on Tasha. It wasn't really the most decisive of victories at uh, at No Surrender. So we'll run it back. I don't know what uh, Entering promo with Moose, he put down uh, he put down a Titan at No Surrender. Uh, then he was interrupted by Heath, who says he shouldn't be telling jokes in a time of war. Heath challenged Moose so that Impact can have a champ at the company that will fight for the company. Uh, it was actually kind of funny because then right after this, Moose uh, actually met Honor No More at the, the front door when Honor No More was allowed in. Mike Bennett, about, hey, I remember you. Mike Bennett was the one responsible for bringing Moose into Impact all those years ago. Hey, I remember you. Ryan Joy. I just can't picture a world where Zack Ryder is the NWA champion and Heath Slater is the Impact World Champion. It just doesn't compute for me. So give me Moose. All right. John Smith. Yeah, I'm going with Moose as well, even though Heath looked pretty huge in that picture next to Moose that you just put up there. Perspective. Perspective. <laughs> Heath is right next to the camera and Moose is about 30 yards back. Okay. <laughs> You know all my pictures are a scale. You want me to bring up the Amos one again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give give me Moose retaining here. I think uh, I think it's a bad day for Mr. Slater. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. He's got kids. Uh, Mike Bennett, speaking of uh, Mike Bennett, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, and Kenny King, they defeated Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Chris Saban after a kick into a proton pack buster on Willie Mack. They then introduced uh, Maria Canellas along with them. They then introduced Eddie Edwards uh, to their team. Long story short, Eddie was pissed that he didn't get to fight Kenny Omega. He didn't get the five-star rating match from Dave Meltzer. Now <laughs> Edwards officially just doesn't have a five-star match. He's pissed. Uh, he never got a shot to regain uh, the, the title for Impact. I thought it was because he got dragged into Wrestle House on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, Alicia Edwards came out yelling and nagging and throwing things in Eddie's face that he said years ago and his women do whatever. Um, so we actually, uh, Macklin is going to get uh, Eddie Edwards on Thursday because, uh, you know, Eddie, that was the whole trust thing. And then uh, Macklin actually, you no, know, Rhino took the pin, right? Yeah, that's Rhino took the pin. He took the brunt of anything. So Rhino um, will get Eddie Edwards at the pay-per-view. I made this... Uh, I'm thinking this is going to main event the show, to tell you the truth. I mean, with all due respect to Heath, um, the Impact title is not the most important thing right now. It is Eddie Edwards. And I feel like maybe not only does Eddie Edwards main event Ring of Honor WrestleMania weekend, I think he takes the belt from Moose at Rebellion, Ryan Joy. I mean, you think that, uh, you think that Heath and Rhino are both going to take L's on the same show? That's kind of cruel. Well, they're going to win the tag team. They're going to beat the Good Brothers anyway, according to John Smith. But, yeah, Heath and Rhino are the two main event spots right now in this show. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically the same thing I said before. Zack Ryder is your champ. Heath Slater is fighting for the world championship. And Heath and Rhino are main eventing the show, both the main and the semi-main. Um, Eddie Edwards is going, to beat, is going to beat Macklin. I don't know if that will necessarily be clean, but I don't see him losing on his way to the – premiere live event uh and then i guess eddie edwards versus rhino yeah give me 
give me Eddie Edwards here because I think that that storyline probably requires him to, to have a victory. John Smith. Yeah, all that. What he said. John the Connie. I have to concur, uh, but I will point out that I think we'll, something will happen this week that, especially if Ryan is correct about that main eventing the show, there needs to be a stipulation of that match. It needs to be hardcore, something crazy, but uh, I still will take Eddie Edwards over Rhino. Yep. Yeah, that, that means that. I think we were talking about that in the conversation thread. This match needs some sort of uh, violence yeah. attached to it. How far away are we from Sammy Callahan making a return? Because, man, he doesn't like Eddie Edwards to begin with. No, yeah, that doesn't. I'm not going to lie. I'm really not missing Sammy all that much. <laughs> Agreed. So uh, we're going to main event now. We have uh, AEW before we get into Revolution. Before we get into Revolution on Dynamite, Ryan, we had a uh, tag team match. It was Pac and Penta, Penta Dark, right, uh, representing the Death Triangle, going against the, the the House of the Disciples of the New – what is their names? They have like seven different names, these guys. It's the Jeez. House of Black, but they're ta- the tag team is something else. Uh, kings yeah, they, of the Black the, Throne. The kings of – it's the a, a combination of their names. Is the, the kings of the Black Table or something like that? So it's the Kings of the Black Throne. Is throne, the tag team. And it's House of Black is the faction. When but does I, Father James Mitchell get in all of this? Like, where is he? Like, why is he not involved? <laughs> he married Kip and Penelope. He hasn't been seen on TV since. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Okay, so here's what happened. Penta, Dark Penta, Penta Escuro, he, he has watched enough Malachi Black tape. He understands what's going to happen here. So they get deep into the match. Malachi Black goes to, to uh, spew mist into Penta's face. Penta puts his hand up. Malachi Black has to swallow the mist. Penta rolls up Black for the win. So a, kind of a rare pinfall loss for Malachi Black here. Penta gets a W. Lights out. Lights come back on. In the center of the ring is The Undertaker, right? No. It's just it's just Buddy Matthews, uh, which doesn't re- he doesn't really have a lights lights out uh, lights on type of character, but um, here he is, and, and you he's face to face with Malachi Black, and you think, oh man, maybe these guys are going to be at odds with one another, but no, Buddy aligns himself with uh, the House of Black, and he attacks uh, Death Triangle. So uh, you're not at least not in the the near future going to get a Buddy Matthews Malachi Black match, but maybe down the road. Maybe down the road. Yeah, then once a month, you know, bring back the good old days. Alistair <laughs> Black and Buddy Murphy once a month, and it was just gems on SmackDown. How could Malachi yeah. Black even trust him after what he did to his eye? Yeah, and he, someone, Malachi Black, he's just not taking good care of that eye. Like he's not using any type of ointment to try to make it get any better. <laughs> I think he it's, just it's keeps getting worse. Turns, turns the other cheek. Yeah. And then, it just, I don't know, the, the, it was weird because Malachi Black had Penta dead to rights with whatever he was going to do with that chair when the lights went out. Like, you know, Murphy actually ended up saving Penta regardless. So that was funny how that worked out. So that was on Dynamite on AEW. Rompage, Warlow defeated Nick Camarado after Symphony of Power Bonds. Two Bulls, fun match. I like that. Aaron Solo tried to, uh, Aaron, no, Bailey Solo, Aaron Bailey. Sorry. Too soon. Tried to sneak attack Warlow. Ding dong, goodbye. 
Spears wants Warlow to stop with the power bombs. They aren't getting over, which means popular. I didn't know that. Um, and Warlow needs to get back to basics. Fun. Dan Lambert, yeah. Scorpio Sky will get a TNT title shot before the winner of the face of the Revolution ladder match. I find that very interesting. Serena Deeb defeated in action with a serenity lock. Fun thing about in action. Uh, in action, pull the Rick Rude. I don't know if anybody else uh, saw this. I found this on that internet thing. Uh, she pulled the Rick Rude. She was on Dynamite fighting Serena Deeb while she was on SmackDown getting smooshed by Los Lotharios. Oh, sh- <laughs> wow. How fun Never- is that? Never would have figured that one out for myself. This shit gets around. All right. I like her style. I didn't realize yeah. SmackDown was taped this week. Yeah, SmackDown was one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Hook tossed around some of QT's, uh, QT's students. So that was fun. So uh, going into AEW Revolution, as of course, when you mentioned Revolution, paying tribute to the old WCW faction led by Shane Douglas. Uh, they, they were they were tough back in the, the Russo written uh, era. I thought that was were good. Then you had Prince in the Revolution. Um, if according to Charlie Murphy, do not ask them to play basketball because they will destroy you. Hashtag game blouses. But then Prince will cook you pancakes after. <laughs> Cooks you some flapjacks. <laughs> Here are our AEW only standing. Sean McConney, uh has a slim lead over Ryan Joy. Uh, John Smith, Travis. I'm just getting killed in this. Anyway, uh, John DeConnie is looking to become AEW champion, uh, slate lead over Ryan. This, I think, I believe this is probably going to be actually, I don't know, when is that battle of the belt? Is that before WrestleMania, Ryan? Uh, it's April toward the end of it, no, toward like the middle of April, so it'll be after WrestleMania. All right, so this is going to be probably the last show for AEW. So the season's starting, uh, to wrap up here. Uh, it is a major pay per view for AEW, so it'll be 15 points for the AEW title match, nine points for all other title matches, three points for the non titles. In a promotional, it gets a three-point uh, three bump. The buy-in matches will count because it is a major pay-per-view for AEW. <coughs> the pay-per-view bonus will be 15 points. Okay. So we have the uh, the face of the Revolution ladder match. Uh, Ricky Starks defeated 10 after a spear to qualify for the ladder match. And then on Rampage, Orange Cassidy defeated Anthony Bowens after an orange punch to qualify the ladder match. Credit and assist. To Dan Housen, who put a curse on Max Caster. So uh, this is starting to fill up. We actually have two members of Team Taz here. Um, we have Warlow. We have uh, Orange Cassidy. Who's the one that's missing right now? Is uh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. So I don't know. Um, I thought I heard somebody, maybe Excalibur, say seven people were being in this match. Which would make sense because they have one more qualifying match tomorrow night on Dynamite and then another one on Ron Paget on Friday. Those matches aren't <coughs> announced yet, but um, I guess maybe we can hold off. You know, our, our picks are subject to change to see who those two winners are. But Ryan Joy is our AEW senior correspondent. Who do you have right now uh, in the face of the Revolution ladder match where the winner gets a TNT title opportunity after Scorpio Sky does, apparently? Based on the look of the field right now, I would go with Wardlow. Um, just because the whole MJF Wardlow story, which is the more important story, has uh, Wardlow winning the TNT championship and then MJF stealing it from him. So uh, so I would say Wardlow, and I think eventually Wardlow will 
defeat San Guevara, Scorpio Sky, doesn't matter. I completely concur with all that, John Smith. Uh, I don't know. I I haven't been watching much lately, so um, this one's hard for me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Keith Lee. John the Connie. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say Wardlow for all the reasons Ryan said, and just because I I really just can't wait for the Wardlow MJF feud. Yeah, it's gonna be fun if it ever happens. Because once if Wardlow ever gets fired, the contract's with Max. The contract's not with AEW, so uh, WWE might steal him before uh, AEW even signs him. I heard uh, Vince is actually talking. I heard rumors going around. Uh, Vince has been talking to Warlow in, in preparation for this uh, firing. <laughs> <laughs> Reported on such a wrestling podcast. Um, Nobody knows firing better than Vince. So he yeah, exactly. Jay Cargill defeated the Bunny to retain the TBS championship last Wednesday on Dynamite. She asked who's next. Take Conti answered. Uh, so we actually have a TBS championship match. This match has buy-in written all over it. Ryan Joy. Jade wins. She's like 38 in her own hour or something. John Smith. Yeah, we're going to need more build-up before before uh, her first loss. All right. So I'm just getting ready for next week's show. Jade Cargill defeats Ty Conti with Jade. John Connie. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Cargill uh, retains here. Copy and paste, Jed Cargill with Jaden. Uh, <laughs> Sammy Guevara, there was a TNT championship match last Friday night on Rampage. Sammy Guevara defeated Andrade El Idolo after Andrade's face got driven into an exposed turnbuckle, following, uh, followed by Sammy hitting a springboard cutter to retain the TNT title. Post-match attack by Matt and Isaiah, thwarted by Darby and Sting. We have a... Trios tornado match, John Smith, where Sting gets to bury five people instead of just three. Right? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, but mm, you're gonna. I don't know. I think Sting can stand to lose this match. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the. I'll go with the heels on this one. All right, John DeConnie. Uh, give me the Sting and Darby team. I think uh, when things get crazy in this trios match, probably the two quickest guys in that match are Sammy and uh, Darby. So uh, give me give me the good guys. Ryan Joy. Yeah, I mean Isaiah Cassidy is there to take the pin. Yeah, right? I mean, that's exactly what he's. That's the uh, that's the reason he's in the match. And Matt Hardy probably going to walk out partway through the match or whatever. So. So I'm more concerned about the order here. So I'm thinking a scorpion death drop into a coffin drop into the go to hell for the win on Isaiah Cassidy. Sounds about right. Yeah. What about all the backup of the of the uh, the the Hardy family, the Hardy Andrade family? Well, I think Hardy's going to get booted from AHFO, and Andrade's just going to take it over. Is he still trying to purchase Darby Allen, or is that over with? I, you know, he should put a stipulation in where he has to go work for him. It's one thing I love about AEW; they always finish their storylines. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston 
Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston had a face-to-face. -face. Long story short, they are fighting at Revolution. It's not about the LAX or the inner circle, though. Like, this really took a, uh, a weird turn, uh, at least what, what I was expecting, because this whole thing started with Santana and Ortiz and, and this, that, and the other. Now it's Jericho being a D-hole again. Um, and... And, and rattling off all these accolades that he's now he was the kind now he all of a sudden he's the cocky SOB out of nowhere. And Eddie Kingston is the one that was supposed to be rooting for because Eddie can't win the big match. And Eddie is this, that, and the other, whatever Jericho was calling him. You know, Jericho's pretty much saying he's outclassing Eddie Kingston just by standing next to him, uh, John McConney. So this match took a weird turn, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it, it seems like in the end, uh, Whereas I hope Santana and Ortiz are on their way to a tag title shot, this became about uh, getting Eddie Kingston his uh, his props and his uh, proper respect for his long career, and I think uh, Jericho puts him over here. John Smith, uh, give me Fandang, um, Eddie Kingston. I, you know, I commonly mistake Fandango for Eddie Kingston. As no, well. it's kind of like the same situation, though. Like oh, yeah. they, those two names don't really belong together, but like Jericho is going to put them over. Brian. Yeah, I'm leaning. I'm leaning Jericho, but subject to change if if something interesting happens on Dynamite. But right now, I'm leaning Jericho. I'm gonna take Eddie Kingston. Just cause Jericho threw it at him. I mean, you can only you can only throw this around enough where it's, it's like you can't win the big one. You know, like when when you say that the guy is going to win the big one, and that's I, like I said, I don't know why we're all of a sudden, these are flip flop roles here. Like Santana and Ortiz were Wait, going. Did, to, did I say Jericho? Going Eddie Kingston, and you know, hopefully to fight Jurassic Express as heels for the tag titles. And and they flip flopped. Uh, I just I don't know. So I'm gonna go with Eddie Kingston. Jericho says he can't win the big one. Then Eddie Kingston is going to win the big one. Is, is this a big one though? I guess that's the debatable. Not According to Jericho, it is right. It's not the. It's not Page. It's not Omega. It's not all those guys. It's Chris Jericho at the top of AEW. So there you go. When you fight Chris Jericho, it's a big one. Yeah, I mean it's pay per view, and I don't know if Kingston's won, won on pay per view yet. You know, I every pay per view match I can think of, he's lost. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, I'm not. I'm not completely locked. I'm not saying this a lot. I'm, I'm picking Eddie just because of that one line alone. Who know this match yeah. can honestly go either way, and that's the biggest thing right there is both these guys can take losses. Yeah. It's not like I mean these guys are you know unbearable if you want to you know go that route with that word I hate that word that's why I make the jokes about it but these guys can take losses and then nobody gets a crap because they're just gonna sing Jericho's music and love Eddie Kingston you know that's um, MJF in ring promo it was a hard knock it was a hard knock life for Little Max especially when Punk quit pro wrestling in 2014. So it looks like Punk opened the door with that picture that I don't think he really wanted to open. They're going to have a dog collar match on Saturday or Sunday night, excuse me. Uh, this goes a lot deeper than that. Now, my question is, John Smith, when you were 11 years old, did you have access to rolls of quarters? Not as much as I would have liked because I loved video games. I don't know. I just think having rolls of quarters is just 
as an 11 year old that just feel that's a little far fetched. Uh, Ryan, this this is all weird. I, don't think I have my actually my son last year was 11 and I had a ton of rolls of quarters in his drawers waiting for when we went to Wildwood to go to the arcade. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Also, they have piggy banks and stuff, and then you know, eventually roll their quarters and whatever. But all I don't think of his kids got rolls of quarters to pick on poor Max because of his religion. <laughs> and then CM Punk quit on him. And it wasn't, yeah, it was just a Friday to Punk, but it was the greatest day in Max's life. It just, just so happened that that photo and that incident as a child took place on the same exact day. Ryan, is this BS? Is this just Max being the greatest heel in, in the company? I think it's yeah, taking partial truths and part you know and and happy coincidence and putting them together into a wrestling storyline. Yeah. I mean I is it BS? Do I really think that CM Punk walking away from wrestling put Maxwell Jacob Friedman on a path to where he is? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but um but I think it's really good storytelling and perhaps the best promo that we've seen from MJF because he did somehow manage to get some people to sympathize with him a little bit, which is crazy. That's what's making me think it's not true. Like I'm not, I'm not talking about oh what yeah, happened in real yeah. life. No, this is MJF being he's setting us yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. This is oh I, I see. You're you're asking like in storyline, is it not gonna be true? Yeah, like, no, this definitely is, this not is in storyline. I think uh MJF is definitely going to like um you know be laughing in everybody's face here shortly, yeah. but um I guess I'm – I don't know. I guess I'm going to pick MJF here because I think that the winner of this match probably gets the next title shot, and it seems like MJF versus Page is more likely than Punk versus Page right now. Assuming Page wins. Um, um, to, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, John Smith, who do you got? Uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Brian. No, I'm sorry, you just made your pick. John Smith, who do you got? It's a dog collar match, not a cat collar match. I did Forgot my cat. Forgot Alf. I forgot my Eastern Observer Cup. I forgot my cat collars for this joke. Dog this collar. Man. My cat. The little bells on him, Ryan. And little Jack. Big Sorry. Um, dog collar match. No rules, right? So yeah, give me, give me MJF. They did fight once before, John the Connie, and I do believe MJF won that match. Yes, he uh, well, he he won twice in the same night. So, uh, g give me uh, MJF here because it's it's just it's been too good a storytelling uh, for Max not to go over here. It's and he's he's just been so good in all of this. All right, so I'm the only one that's going to take CM. Okay, I got Punk. Wow. I got Punk. Okay. Is it a 50-50? Once Punk finds out tomorrow night that Max was full of bleep with that whole story, Punk is going to go off on him in that dog collar match. And then you can put then you have Punk going against the winner of the title match. That's fine. Then when Warlow wins the TNT title, you can start that up. So you don't you know, Max doesn't need to be in the world title picture. He's got his whole thing going with Warlow after this. So I'm gonna take CM Punk. Uh, AEW women's title contracts. A lot of, a lot of contracts on the too. Uh, words were said. Once Penn went the paper, Rosa flew across the table and started swinging. Mercedes Martinez came out and put Jamie Hayter through the table. Um, this is interesting. This, these two have the history. They've uh, fought twice before, once in an actual wrestling match. 
that Britt Baker won, and then the brawl uh, that does not count towards your record uh, was the one that Thunder Rosa won and the one that gave Britt Baker a T-shirt. So, John Smith, what are you thinking is going on with the good doctor? Um, give me Britt Baker in this one. I don't think she's losing yet. Yet? It's been, how long is Brian, how long has this title reign been? I believe she won it at double or nothing last year, beating Sheeta. Because it was yeah, yeah. it was the last yeah, uh, it was the basically the last show they had before fans came back and she'd have never held the belt in front of fans. So all right, Ryan Joy, who do you got in this one? I don't know, it's really tough because for a long time I thought Thunder Rosa would be the person to take the title off of Britt Baker, but I feel like it's a little too soon. Um, although where does Britt go from here? So uh, I'm going to stick with Britt Baker. All right, John DeConi. Uh, I have, uh, just like Ryan just said, I have thought for a long time that uh, Thunder Rosa was going to be the one to take it. And I don't, this feud is so interesting and I like it so much that I don't see it being beyond the realm of possibility that they swap this title back and forth, um, you know, perhaps. So give me Rosa taking the title here. I'm with you. I, I just don't – I just screw – there's got to be one title change, and I have the other two champions retaining. So I I think this is the one title change for the match. Three, three title match. Well, there's four titles and eight uh, – well, there's five titles. I'm sorry. I forgot about Jade. Jade doesn't count, though. She's never losing that belt. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go Thunder Loza. Uh, I, I, she's paid her dues. She did the you – know, she was the first one through the door and – Put on these amazing matches for a company that you didn't even work for, and then now there's now sign the contract, and all these months later, it circles back to Britain. I, I, I like this. I, I really like. I like these are the two. I, these are the two best women in AEW, Brian. I mean, Mercedes. I don't, I don't think you're going to get better than this. Yeah, Mercedes Martinez is in there, but as far as the combination of work and character, yeah, I think so. I think these two is. Uh, Brian Danielson defeated Daniel Garcia on Dynamite. Mainly Daniel Garcia made him, not the Dynamite. Look at that guy. Um, Brian Danielson, again, with the choke, with the pose. Absolutely amazing. Post-match attack boy 2.0. Thwarted by John Moxley. Brian Danielson on the mic. Post-match, they chatted. Break out the razor blades, boys. Because in order for Brian Danielson to be friends with John Moxley, Danielson has to bleed. John McConaughey, who do you got? Uh, I think there is a chance for this one to be one of those rare AEW draws, no contest, double countouts. But I think if we get a winner, I'm going to go with Moxley here. And then you know, begrudgingly, uh, out of respect, him and Danielson will do something, you know, team up together. Uh, Ryan Joy, you did a fact check on this match, right? Moxley and Danielson, what was that about? So Moxley said he's never defeated uh, Daniel or Brian Danielson. And I, I did see that he did win a match against Brian Danielson. It was a disqualification win, and I think it was multi-person. So Moxley doesn't really have that. I mean, there was like seven matches that I found, and Daniel Bryan won all the other ones. So... I'm going to go. James is suggesting you watch all seven of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to, I guess I'm going to go with Moxley here. Um, I, I don't know. 
I think this one's the t- t- toughest one to call because it almost it really doesn't matter who wins uh, as long as it's a good match and they both walk away from it not hating each other. And bloody. Yeah. Uh, John Smith. I saw an article on Facebook. I don't even I forget who wrote it. it it's not even a rumor or whatever, but uh, the article was headlined, John Moxley is the most protected man in AEW. Um, I would say Kenny Omega is probably the most protected guy in AEW. Well, if you're not on TV, yeah, it's an easy protection. <laughs> no, just in general, <laughs> I'm saying in the past three years, like since the company started. Yeah. But um, no, I got, yeah, I got, yeah. I got Brian Danielson winning this one, and then Moxley joins him, and then when they break up, then Moxley finally beats him down the road. All right, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, I went with Moxley. I just, yeah, exactly. Moxley, then pick him up after the match. A bloody Daniel Bryan, pick him up, shake his hand, wild things playing, and then you know they're, they're friends, and then they start cherry picking young talent from other factions like Daniel Garcia or whoever um, they were trying to do. Um, Brennan Dragon last week won a 10-team battle royal after Kyle O'Reilly faked an arm injury and then eliminated Matt Jackson. Absolutely brilliant. Post-match, the Bucks were pissed by the deception. So uh, that will enter Red Dragon into the tag team championship match. There will be a casino tag team battle royal tomorrow night on Dynamite. That winner will also be added to this match. So we have Jurassic Express as the reigning champions. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, along with whom, Ryan Joy? Well, the fact that it's a casino match is interesting because that typically means that the Joker is a, a debut, whether it's a, a one-shot appearance or it's a, um, a one-shot appearance or whether it's a new signing. So I think the more interesting question is who is going to be the Joker in the casino match? Is it going to be just the Bucks or is it going to be you know, the Briscoes or something like that. Um, it's all interesting. No idea who, who that's going to, to be, but um, I'm picking the Jurassic Express to retain no matter who is in the match. Uh, and as far as the Casino Battle Royal, I guess the smart money would be on the Bucks right now. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing rumors, John Smith. I'm hearing rumors that uh, Reno Scum might be the Joker's. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, who should I go with? I'm gonna go with Red Dragon on this one. It could You're be him. Uh, could for be the, him. Uh, to win the tag titles. Yeah, nice. It could be Not hit well. making their casino Joker appearance. Are they gonna do anything like that on a regular Dynamite though? Because it's just Dynamite, right? What's that? Make a, a the casino a, battle royal. Yeah, it's a, it is a casino battle royal. It's a casino battle royal. Yeah, but like, but are they gonna do? Are they gonna do anything like a, a sort of big debut when and have it be done on Wednesday instead of Sunday or whatever? Yes, yeah, Sunday. I don't know, John Connie. Like, especially if it's the Briscoes, you know. Like, I think you save that for pay per view. Sorry. No worries, John Connie. I'm going to have the, the Bucks getting into this match. And unless something wacky happens this week to change my mind, I'm with John Smith here. I think Red Dragon leaves with the belts. 
Wow. I got Jurassic wow. Express. I just they, they, they feel like they're, they're just left out of this whole thing. Like everyone wants to see the Bucks and Red Dragon, the Bucks and Red Dragon. And there's you know Jurassic Express and poor Luchasaurus. Christian stole a seat during the Battle Royal last week. Luchasaurus didn't even get a chance to sit down. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Jungle Jack and Christian Cage's boys. So we'll, we'll take that. Um, uh, after that match, uh, the, like I said, the, the Bucks and Red Dragon, they were, uh, they were yelling at each other. Then here comes Hangman Page out, and he started swinging on Red Dragon. The Bucks bounced. It was not their fight. So uh, he just let Kyle O'Reilly and everybody just take uh, uh, the ass kicking by Hangman Page. Save a pen uh, by Adam Cole didn't work. So before, uh, on, on Wednesday night on Dynamite, we're going to have uh, – Adam Page and uh, Silver and Reynolds of the Dark Order are going against uh, O'Reilly, Fish, and Adam Cole. And then we have the, the main event. Adam Cole versus Adam Page. Ryan Joy, this is your jurisdiction. The senior AEW correspondent. I do believe you said you were going to this event, correct? I will be there on Sunday. It's in, up in Orlando, so it's just an hour and a half away. Uh Adam Page, I don't think he's losing the title, not yet. This will be his first pay-per-view defense. I don't think there's any chance he loses the title here. However, I do think that he'll probably lose that six-man tag on Dynamite because I think Alex Reynolds will probably eat a pin or a submission or something from Red Dragon. Um, But, yeah, Adam Page, and still. Unfortunately, I agree with you. John Seth, are you going uh, on the speed of air getting all the gold here? Adam Cole, baby! I'm going for it. Yep, I think he steals that belt. I think the Undisputed Era comes out with all the fucking gold. Freaking gold. Excuse me. <laughs> John DeConnie. Uh, I've got uh, the Undisputed Era winning that uh, six-man tag, but I've got uh, Paige retaining at Revolution. All right. Also, we uh, we do want to uh, make sure we say, I guess, uh, Tony Khan has a uh, – James, we're, he's going down his page as well. Tony Khan has a big announcement for Wednesday. I'm not falling for it again. We talked about it in pre-production. Nobody has any idea uh, what it could possibly be. So uh, we'll just leave that there for now because we are running out of time. We want to make sure we get these closing arguments great, in. And most great importantly, we want to get the raw roll-up count in. So here are the raw roll-ups that uh, took part this past week. Grayson Waller on LA Night Penta. Uh, Made Malachi Black swallow when he won on the spit. Uh, rolled him up after that. Matt Cardona on Jordan Grace. Tommaso Ciampa two weeks in a row on Bobby Roode. Shelton Benjamin on Dominic Mysterio. Very well done. So two more for Raw. That puts them in double digits and extends their lead now. Uh, Ryan Joy uh, is doing to us in the EWP uh, standings right now is what Raw is doing to everybody else in the Raw roll-up. <laughs> uh, Tommaso Ciampa is that second week in a row. That puts him on a tie with Chad Gable. Shoosh! Shoosh. Ray Mysterio. And they, they look at all these Raw numbers. The Miz, Bobby Roode, Dom Mysterio. Now, now Dom has two. So, uh, yeah, look at all that Raw. Look at all that Raw. I'm getting worried there that AEW is going to steal this thunder. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that very well. Anyway, so here we go. Oh, I got the 
trying to do music now. The rock music. There we go. Get some advertising right here again, and we are off the primetime rundown, powered by Streamyard, with Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob Deluca is now airing at 7 p.m. on Friday nights as they take you through the world of sports right here on all of Eastern Observer platforms. For more information, please go to theeasternobserver.com. We have a new show here on the Eastern Observer, one near and dear to my icy heart. Uh, the Sunday Sauce, every Sunday afternoon, hosted by our very own Sheriff Tyler Dell, along with his partner, Drewski Doodles, Andrew McCario, to bring you everything in the NHL and all the leaks happening. Get saucy this Sunday. This was an episode, and I'm laughing because Tyler decided he wanted to dress up as a referee. But uh, for those of us uh, who wear uh, things on our faces, we have to turn the tint on the computer off so it doesn't reflect off our glasses. Uh, poor Tyler, I guess, didn't get that memo. So, there is he. Yeah, there he is. I can see, and if you look closely, if you do zoom in, I do believe he is watching porn while he's recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Al Borland. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Uh, the Boxland Slam Brigade newsletter over 5,000 subscribers received this weekly column. Make sure you go to minutesdebilletime.com to subscribe. The Bias Brigade by Ryan for you for free. The Black Cat NYC, uh, their new album Free Cake. Uh, Black Cat NYC new album Free Cake is out now. Please go to any and all of these music providers to uh, download the album Free Cake by the Black Cat NYC, the official band of the Eastern Observer. It's out now. Play loud. As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Pick'em.com, the internet leader in sports entertainment pick'em pools. Join us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool to play against us, or you can create a private pool with just you and your friends. Pro Wrestling Pick'em.com, play against your friends, play against the universe, and guys, she will like it too. Join us back here next week for episode 96 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast as we recap Revolution and and, uh, Sacrifice. Um, along with all of the week's happenings as we are on the road to WrestleMania. And speaking of which, uh, make sure you join us on Friday, April 1st. Uh, this is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's April Fool's Day, but uh, we will be on air at 4 p.m. Uh, to discuss anything and everything of WrestleMania. I am excited for that. John DeConi, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, looking forward to Revolution. Uh, they always put on a great show on these big four of theirs so good time john smith game blouses game. <laughs> ryan joy all good man good show we'll have everybody has a good weekend a lot of wrestling to watch yeah yeah it's, it's, we're on one of those streaks right now it's gonna be like 14 straight days of wrestling it's gonna be awesome uh ryan great to have you back buddy uh buddy we missed you uh, Alexa Bliss, we love you. Larry C, forever in our hearts. Maybe, or... <laughs> love it. Now, I, I guess, I don't know. John the Connie, take us home. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. So what did Prince do to you for you after the game? He made his pancakes. Ha, 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 ha.